podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Welcome to the Fatback 4 podcast for this Sunday night. Um, it was meant to be Manchester United against Liverpool at Old Trafford, but something happened. Um, I don't know what, and the game didn't go ahead. But look, um, we've loads and loads to talk about. Uh, we were, of course, meant to be coming on reviewing what would have been a crunch game for Liverpool in particular. But um, what's happened today kind of has overtaken everything um, in the world of football over the last couple of weeks and it came to a bit of a head today at Old Trafford and other parts of Manchester as things went um, this show of course is brought to you by Tayrock watches Tayrock.com use Daytrippers15 for a 15% discount all you need for men and women's watches jewellery and gifts make sure you check them out the link is in the description and if you go there um, the, the code and everything is there it's very very simple for you to use but we want to get into this and with me I have Keith I have Sean. He Grizz is not with us. He's unwell. Um, he he hasn't been well the last couple of days. And I told him, look, relax. We we have this. So we just got somebody better than him, and we got um, we've brought on Adam. Adam is a Manchester United fan. Um, I want you to go easy on him. But Adam was at these protests today at Old Trafford, and um, he's going to give you the insight exactly what happened, how it happened, why it happened, and um, what they're looking to achieve, and all that sort of stuff. So. Adam, I will tell you that our, our chat is very knowledgeable and very respectful, so there won't be any sort of witch hunt. We won't allow it anyway. But um, we'd like to no first worries, of all, thank, <laughs> we'd like to first of all thank you for coming on the show tonight because it has been a busy day. Um, but Adam, tell me where did this come from? And I don't. We know where it comes from. The European Super League brings it to a head. But mm-hmm. this was this was obviously organised. Um, how did the day go? Because you just said to us before we come on. When I was arriving into Manchester or driving towards the ground, you f- it felt like a match day. You knew how many numbers were going to be involved here. Yeah. We, well, we, know, what the, it, we know what the purpose was. Tell, tell us about your day. Yeah, I mean, this, you know what, mate? This all started last week because we had a protest last week. And I would say round about, this was more of a social media sort of uh, set up protest. And this was, I'd say, around about three to 5,000. The pictures and all that went up on Sky and everything, everyone's seen the pictures and that, but then, literally the day before that protest was supposed to come about, must the uh, United uh, uh, United Fan Forum, United Fan Foundation, the main boys really, the ones who've been at the uh, front and centre of the whole Glazer Out movement who have been at them consistently uh, for the last 15 years since they started at the football club and they organised 
a separate protest, which was today's. I think they took the opportunity knowing that, you know, what what is going to put this out in the public eye even more, the biggest game in world football, Manchester United against Liverpool. They knew Liverpool would be in town. They knew where United, well, we all know where the United Hotel is. So it seemed like a very, very organised operation for starters. Uh, And like I said, going into the protest last weekend, it was a bit more mundane, but not, it, it gathered pace. But this one today, this one today seemed to be going before it even got started. The banners were all put out last night, uh, day before. It was set up. It was Old Trafford, around Old Trafford, was plastered with anti-glazer like I'd never seen before. Uh, as I drove in, nowhere to park. It was literally like a match day. And you just got the fact, you got the feeling, the vibe that something was going down. Something big was going down and you could hear the noise. You could hear the noise from... 500 metres away. It was that clear. As soon as he got there, the flares, smoke bombs, everything was going. It seemed to be all on the main front, the forecourt, which was quite normal. It's what we had last week. And then the fans started to do a march, which I didn't think was going to happen, to be fair. And they all marched down to the Munich Tunnel, pretty much where you guys would go on an away day. I'm sure you know that corner. Mm -hmm. It's very tight-knit and close. There's not many ways out. Uh, and this is where all the pictures that you've seen on TV and everything's come from, this one corner here. Uh, What we didn't know is that around the other side of the stadium, the guys got onto the pitch. They went round another way and somehow managed to get through. And this, again, for me, just showed how our club and how they take the fans for granted, this showed again how their ineptitude at dealing with situations and the fans' voice uh, was taken into consideration because this has been plastered all over social media. It's been on Sky Sports, been on the radios, everything. They knew this was coming and the staffing and the police, mate, it was non-existent. There was a couple of vans there, non-existent. And I've seen people saying, look, the stewards, they let them straight through the door. The pictures are all out there. What are you going to do as a steward? working yeah. there when you've got nearly 500 fans coming at you they're just going to go I'm not paid for this and you go lads and that's pretty much what happened any normal man would do it and that's how they got on the pitch uh, then they all came around the other side again the match ball was in the crowd the corner flags from the pitch it was quite embarrassing to be honest Al. It, it was like making a mockery of the football club they were all outside then the singing, the chanting, everything started in that corner and the whole protest was there in that corner. I did an interview on Sky News. I think it was about a minute and a half long. It got clipped today and posted out on social media. Made me look like the ringleader of the whole thing. <laughs> I was just like... I don't... And then, do you know what they do? They just clip it and put it out there to fill their own sort of agenda, whatever they want to do, news uh, and everything like that. But... Then it started, drinks were flowing, started to get rowdy as you'd expect it to, nowhere to go, fans all bunched together. And then what I seen was pictures that didn't come up uh, on news or any outlet like that. Uh, Another door was broken down or broken into, which led into the stadium itself. So like an executive section of the stadium right in the corner. Uh, smoke bombs yeah smoke bombs were set off in there you probably see pictures of guys actually banging on the window in the top stands then pictures have been put out there as well they all got up there 
And again, it was sort of like just let loose. They were sort of just let loose in there just to try and stem the flow. I don't think the police wanted to interact at this stage. Uh, they just let everyone do what they wanted to do, which seemed weird at the time, but breaking it down probably, it seemed like the right thing to do. Everyone came out and then the police came in eventually, started to get a bit closer. A few more numbers came in, then uh, a few minor scuffles. Minor is all it is. Uh, I won't say it was drastic, but they came in quite quickly and just dealt with the situation, pushed most of the fans away back from that section, and then everyone sort of dispersed out of it. But what happened at the hotel sort of coincided with that. So it was like a, an organised sort of operation in a way. It was properly organised for fans to be at both places at the same time. I just, it, do you know what? It was just, it just looked like a bit of a covert operation to me. But, do you know, we all know why we were doing it. There's a few opportunist fans there that did what they did and got on the pitch. The faces are all over. Uh, they're all over the news. I'm sure they will all be reprimanded. And you know what? These are the fans who've probably thrown their season tickets in now and really don't give a toss. And they've just gone for it. That's what it is. And that's what it was. All in all, the protest was decent. There was a lot of good people there. A lot of people just there to sing and voice their opinions uh, about the ownership and what was going on. But like in all these things, guys, you know it. You've seen the scenes yourself sometimes. Yeah. Like you said before, the coaches driving into Anfield and stuff. There's just a few guys that just go one step too far. And that's pretty much how the day broke down. I tried to cover it as best I could. I've got clips up and little bits and bobs of uh, sing songs and stuff like that. And most of it, it wasn't safe in terms of COVID uh, restrictions or anything like that. People were climbing up on the outside of stadiums, on boxes. You've probably seen all them pictures as well. And... No, in the end, we knew there was going to be a little bit of that robot. What happened on the pitch and then it actually stopping a game. Well, I didn't see that coming. That took me by complete surprise, to be honest. It's for more, for more of listening to you there, like it is organized because, like yeah. you said, there's people at Old Trafford, there's gla- anti Glazer, um, you know. Uh, material being hung up or stuck up everywhere like you've never seen before as you've just said and then of course there's people at the, the team hotel so it is organised and, and there's no issue with that Um but from what I've listened to you there it seems that it was kind of like a breakaway march would you say was that fair to say like a breakaway march that just happened to go at the stadium and managed to get in or you know or did were they yeah. just opportunistic on one side of the stadium and like you said United just you know Un, we're just undermining what he thought you could do. So yeah, it, it's it's for me. Like I, I'm going to be honest with you, I've no issue with protest. Everyone should have the, the right to protest. I think it, it will look bad on Manchester United fans today uh, as to what happened mm-hmm. and people on the pitch. There's no doubt about that. Um, but Shawnee, I come to you because you. I said to you earlier, what do you make of this? And you said I've no interest with people protesting. Is it the way this has unfolded, Shawnee, that's going to look bad on? A, Manchester United as a club, because of, you know, like Adam said, they can't even secure their own ground against people getting into it. And B, Manchester United supporters, where possibly 99% of them there today were there to protest peacefully. But you see the pictures that come out of, you know, clashes with police outside the ground and and stuff down at the team hotel. Is it just one of those, Shani, where a small minority for you has ruined what could have looked a very, very impressive 
march and demonstration against the Glazer family. Yeah, but look, that's you hit the nail on the head. But you can't hold the many responsible for the actions of a few because when you look at the terms of the numbers in and around the ground and then inside the ground. Once you see lads walking around with bags of cans and all, you know, it's game over. Nobody who shows up. No, I, I, I'm not being funny. Like, people True. show up for these pro, people show up to these protests and they have a genuine love for the club. They're not hooligans, as people say. They care about their club deeply. They've seen what's going on for the last decade and a half. And they care. They're ingrained in the club. And they, in a sense, they want their club back. But when you see people showing up with cans and stuff like that, you know... 95% of them can be there for the right reasons, Gav. But the media will just pick up on the few. And the thing that annoyed me most about this whole thing was Sky's stance on it. Um, being Bastion's immorality, uh, Carragher, Neville. Just, you could see from, from minute one that they were saying how they really felt. Then they were coming back after ad breaks and air pieces were out. And then they were saying complete contrary to what they just completely contradict themselves the whole time. I'm wondering now, had there been no push for a European Super League and although maybe 30,000 United fans wouldn't have showed up today protesting, but there still would have been a lot of United fans who want Glazers out. So just say, take for instance, the ESL never happens. Sky don't have an invested interest. What would their outlook be on what the United fans did today? I'm sure it'll probably be a bit different. See, they're trying to push a narrative now that this is fan power and football and it's about the fans when it's really not to them. Sky are protecting their baby. Their baby is the Premier League. They know how detrimental the Silver League would be to a Premier League if the six clubs weren't there or weren't hanging around or people weren't tuning in and the sporting integrity was somewhat hampered. So you need to think about, that's the thing that frustrates me the most is the carry on and Neville, the carry on and Carragher, the carry on and Sky in general. United fans, we can't relate because although we have got American owners and people do want them out, Old Trafford is rotten. The club, even though they have got managers in and they have invested in the squad, on the football side, they haven't taken care of the club. They haven't upgraded the training facilities. They haven't put the right people in charge to make football and decisions because ultimately that's what the fans want. They don't care about commercial value. They want the right football decisions to be made. They want the right people put in place so that United are competing at the top. Because I'm sure if you ask United fans about the terms of money they'd invested in the squad, they wouldn't have many arguments, but Old Trafford is falling apart. Whereas if you look at Man City, the, the infrastructure that they've put in there with the training ground in and around the area, that part of Manchester. I've been to that part of Manchester. I've been to the Etihad. They've done some job. There's a visible like representation of what they have done there with their investment. You go to Anfield now, completely different to what it was 10, 15 years ago. I remember if you're going in the Anfield Road and you are looking at a 15-foot brick wall fenced by barbed wire going into that entrance of the game. And it was horrible. But now, look, it's all open plan. And air investors, air owners have invested in training grounds and facilities in the infrastructure of the club as a general. Whereas United fans feel that the Glazers are just, for want of a better term, they're raping United for financial gain over the Colts because they've taken billions out in dividends. And I do get that. And, and this is where their frustrations are. So we can't put ourselves in the same in the same boat as them because we're not really. We haven't been through that. And you you bet your bollocks that in five, ten years' time, FSG are siphoning money out of the club. 
you can't tell me that Liverpool fans wouldn't be much different. What I want to know is, what would the media portrayal be if that had been Liverpool today? Um, well, I think I I, people talk about us having this victim complex. When we won the league and everyone celebrated, there was people yeah, saying there were yeah. thugs and criminals for hanging around outside Anfield. The whole outlook was different. So that's my, my beef is with Sky because Sky over the last couple of weeks have been acting as the good guy. Wear this, wear that. Well, no, you're not. You're charging fucking fans a fortune to, to tune into football. You're the ones who are sending fucking 12 30 kickoffs away to bomb and expecting fans from Liverpool from the north to get down and see those games. They don't give a bollocks about the fans. Sky don't give a fuck about the fans. They're just trying to create this facade that they're on the fan side when they're not. Everyone has self-interest. Gary, Gary Neville owns businesses around Old Trafford where hotel football, Adam, agree or disagree, mm-hmm. the fucking tourist trap. That's what it is. People pay big money to sit. The, it's 200 yards away from the ground, whereas Gary Neville mm-hmm. is a man of the people, to the people around Manchester. Salford, it, they have a championship wage, wage bill in League 2. They're, they're bankrolled by a billionaire. So Gary Neville is not this white knight. Sky aren't these white knights. United fans were well within that right to protest. And I'm with them. I'm with them because the Glazers are a horrible shower of bastards. And we've normally used them as a stick, stick to measure FSG with. And they're nowhere near as bad as these fuckers. Nowhere near as bad as these fuckers. And it just seems to me United fans have had enough. And today was a product of that. Keith, um, a very, very well put, by the way. <laughs> Keith, you know... Adam speaks there and Shawnee speaks there and, you know, this is, the ESL stuff definitely fuels this. I think, you know, it's been rumbling for years now. You've seen the yellow, uh, the yellow and Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, yeah. quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Green stuff from United and, you know, you've seen protests here and there. And when it's going badly, they usually, they're on top of the owners like a light, you know, because sometimes it's an easy thing to do, but... In fairness, you know, Gary Neville himself said on Sky Sports the Monday, the day after the whole Super League stuff, he said he watched as a United fan and he seen them, you know, the Glazers maybe not making the right football decisions or taking dividends out of the club. And he was kind of all right with that, you know. But when it's affecting Gary Neville in particular now and his interest, he seems to be outraged and he's the messiah for football fans. But Keith, like, the ESL definitely fuels it. And Sean, he's right. You know, if that ESL didn't happen, what would be the reaction to today? And, and and it's a very good question. But overall, Keith, what did you think of today? Because I, I'm going to tell you, I had no issue with protesting. No issue. Because I have to be honest with you, we laugh and joke about the Glazers taking 60 million a year or 60 million every six months out of Manchester United. They bought them on a loan. That's what they done. They got a loan of a load of money. They bought the club. Right, for 500 and odd million, I think it was. Adam might correct me. Yeah, but yeah, they, right. they took a loan out for 500 million quid, bought it with the loan, okay? And what they do is they now have a three, four, four billion pound asset, maybe. And what they, they know they're secure forever, right? And they're paying off. And instead of just, you know, paying it, they're just paying it off in bit by bit by bit. And all at the same time, instead of using money to pay it back, they're taking that money. 
They could have had this paid off long, long time ago and cost United probably a billion quid less, I would say, somewhere in the region of that. Keita had to come to this. But today, as Adam said, he's given you his his view on things and, and not his view, his, his actual happenings because he was there. I had to come to this, Keith, but it still looks bad, doesn't it? Like, uh, you can't be against protest, Keith, can you? No, I'm certainly not. Look, I'm a trade unionist. I'm a shop steward in my job. I'm very much pro-protest. And I, I think everyone should, you know, if you, you feel your club is being sort of... Yeah, these people aren't fans. These owners, you know, they're not fans of football. They're not fans of football clubs. The Glazers do not care about Adam and any other Manchester United fan. And FSG are not fans of Liverpool. And Stan Kroenke is not a fan of Arsenal. You know, these people are in there. They're businessmen. They're in there with an investment and they're in it to make money. They don't see the emotional side of the fans do. Manchester United fans have been reading up about this for years and rightly so. And it's come to a head now. But you touched on it there, Gav. Um, the ESL stuff has has pushed this forward. Now, Adam will know more than us, you know, about what the feeling is outside of the ESL. Was it was it coming to a, a head without this or has this really brought the, the Glazer protest back into focus? Because, it, well, I'm sure it's always there. We're not Manchester United fans, so we don't really follow it. Has this brought it back in or is it just an, an easy excuse? Do you know what I mean? Like the ESL, like Gary Neville was straight on blaming this on on the ESL, on the Glazers, on, on Liverpool. And it loses, I think, a bit of, I think today's actions, the protest fine, the numbers at the protest, like you say, people will moan about, you know, COVID um, uh, protocols and all that. But if you're going to have big numbers of protest, have big numbers, that's great. I think the actions of sort of breaking into the stadium detracts from the protest, in my opinion, right? I think it, it, it turns it slightly and it makes the club, the fans look bad. And I think it can be painted to make the fans look bad. Shawnee said it, you know, the, the actions of a few will have an impact on the many that were there. And I think it sort of loses a bit of the the magnitude of what they're trying to do. But ultimately, they got the Liverpool-Manchester United game called off, which if you're, you know, you're going to have a strike about some maximum impact is what you're looking for. Yeah. And that's what they got was maximum impact. But, by, by, you know, kicking in doors, by going onto the pitch, by lighting flares and, and setting them off, by kicking the ball around, it, it just looked, and as Shani said, with bags of cans, it was a terrible look, in my opinion. Now, that's taken the, the partisan element, the tribalism, the, the Liverpool fans talking about Manchester United fans. Just as a look, I thought it looked terrible, in my opinion. Sky were on very quick. Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville were on saying, peaceful protest, peaceful protest, peaceful protest. But all the pictures were contradicting that. And the lads are right. The self-interest... They was protecting their own interests in this. Now, Adam, you were there. You were in the thick of this. Was it peaceful where you were? Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Was was it all kicking off? Was it going off everywhere? Or was it just the odd scattering of, of sort of argy-bargy? Yeah, it was. It was based down at the Munich Tunnel. That's where it was all happening. That's where the fans got into the stadium for the second time. That's where it was going. It was going off nowhere else. It was just in that corner. Everyone congregated there because they knew they couldn't get through. And that sort of incited 
the sort of aggro that was there and it actually going off because no one could really move anywhere. And that's that's where it was. It was just that little corner. There was nothing else anywhere else. There was a little march around the stadium as well. Went off fine. Now, I've seen some pictures uh, about people and fans who were, I think it was just at the end of it, where they were banging on cars, stopping traffic coming through. Now, that's just completely stupid because it's another... 500 yards away from the stadium and that's when you start going like okay it's like Keith said then uh, bags of beer stupid kids out for a day out just go to the protest do what you've got to do make your voice heard there but when you start taking it out onto the streets that are leading into Old Trafford as well then you're making it look like a, a complete clown show in my opinion that's when it gets a bit stupid and you both said it there it's Sky viewing it it's the mainstream media viewing it I said at the start I didn't know I was talking to Sky News. I just did an interview at the side. So when I asked me if I wanted to do an interview, I said, yeah, no problem at all. wanted to make it clear that everything was just a normal protest. Everything was going off. We wanted to get our point across. This is why we was doing it. And I've seen the headline. <laughs> and me looking like a complete fuck. Uh, United fans protesting, stopping the game going on. And then it just, it just makes it... It just adds to their own agenda, really. It's, you know what I mean? So much for the social media boycott. They've done that on the snide and snuck in there and got all these stories out through other sources because they didn't there say it was go. Sky News doing it. They've all shared, they've all shared the same yeah. sort Share of the truth of parties, yeah. Yeah. That's and, it. And that's how they got it out. Uh, do you know what, Adam? Like, the team, the team hotel thing. <clears throat> so, we don't know if the game would have been called off. You know, if fans had just been on that pitch and dispersed, like you said, and out of the ground, the ground secured, and the team, the teams could have arrived in and played. You know, there's a lot of Liverpool fans and Manchester United fans that were looking forward to that game today. It doesn't happen. Now we're wondering where it'll go ahead. Does, mm. Could it be tomorrow? Will, will Liverpool be given three points because United couldn't fulfil the fixture, you know, in in their ground, in their on their property? There's all sorts going on. There'll be all sorts of um, ideas with regards to I don't know what's going to happen. I, I could see United getting a big fine because they haven't secured or um, I think the wording is provided a safe environment for um, for it's actually fans and players is the, I think is the official word but players in this case because there was fans in the ground. Um, but but when you look at this in hindsight does the hotel stuff make sense? Because I get the Glazers. I, I get the Glazers thing. I get you want them out and th- there's so many reasons for it which we've covered already. But, but protest outside the team hotel by all means but don't block the bus. Don't mm. stop them from leaving because then it looks like you're protesting against and you're not but it looks like you're protesting against players and management who have done nothing wrong in all this. They only they, yeah, they're employed yeah. by Manchester United. They were thrown under the literal bus last week. All six all all six clubs that were in that ESL last week, Liverpool included, threw their manager and the players under a bus last week. And Liverpool probably got it the most because they happened to be playing on the the night of a really breaking. Do you get me? Do you think in hindsight that the that the hotel stuff could have been done, but to an extent where we're going to stand outside here in a silent protest with glazers out written all over it to show where the players and managers know, but to really show them that, look, we're going to let you go. We're going to let you go to the game, but this is what you're going, this is this will be our backdrop rather than buses being stopped there and looking a bit, a little bit over the top for me, Adam. 
as I look at it, I think this, I think they've gone into this today, knowing, like we said at the start, what was going to happen and knowing that, you know what, maybe we are going to upset a lot of people today, but the only way we can hit, the only way this is going to hit mainstream media, and I have a clip sent to me from Australia, from America, Canada, all over the world, and it has got worldwide, was mm-hmm. the fact that the game was off. Of course. The only way they were going to stop that, I mean, uh, we were hearing stories that two, I think it was about two, two and a half, three hours before it was called off that the hotel was clear and the coaches and the players could have been on that on that coach and gone to the ground. They were waiting on something that was going on at the stadium. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where everyone started to talk and maybe something that happened in the stadium that we, uh, we didn't know about. Uh, but apparently at the hotel, it was all clear two or three hours before the announcement was made. So the coaches could have left and could have got to Old Trafford safely. That was officially uh, stated out by uh, Sky. So it kind of made it weird. But then thinking back, do you guys remember the bomb scare in the Bournemouth game that we had? when the the last day of the season, yeah. Yeah, and I was thinking, I don't know, it was just me, but the security protocol in there after that and obviously not wanting to make that mistake again, I... I was thinking they just had no way of knowing if anyone was still in that stadium because yeah. I'm guessing there were probably close to a thousand people at any of one time actually managed to get through the gates and inside Old Trafford. And let's not forget the smoke bombs, the fire alarms. I don't know how long it takes to reset the safety systems in Old Trafford or what it is, but I'm guessing it's a massive, massive project. And like you said, to uh, completely confirm that these players were going to be coming and the officials were going to be coming to Old Trafford in a completely safe environment. That wasn't there. But then I'm looking at you guys said, and I'm like, how can it be? Because the Sky Mob are all there right in the middle of the stadium talking for hours on end. So why would they be in there? So I'm like, I don't understand why the game got called off. I really don't. I can't. If I cannot figure out why it got called off. Kicked off at it's actually baffled me, but I think in terms of the hotel, where you back to your original point was, I think they knew that maybe the players would suffer in this. I think it was for their greater good. The only way, and the good that they saw, was the game being called off. That's the only way this hit mainstream media. Another protest like last weekend's would have been passed off. United fans vent their anger, so on and so forth. Football carries on. But now we're having to reschedule the biggest game in world football. And it's massive headline news. The only way it was going to be, ever be headline news is if this game was called off. And they got what they wanted in the end. And I didn't know the hotel thing was happening, mate. I really didn't. Yeah. From, most, from everyone who put this story out and everyone who organised it, it was concourse at Old Trafford. I didn't know about anything else. Yeah. And, and that's what makes it so organised because you're going to a protest that you think is happening on the concourse at all outside Old Trafford. And simultaneously, there's one happening at the Manchester United team hotel. Like, and look, as, as we've all said, you protest away. But I, like, I, I think you see Sky are trying to justify this today, right? And they have to because of their stance they took two weeks ago. Okay. They have to. And they have to go, well, and, and you see, because I'm going to be blunt. You see, if the Glazers leave Manchester United or FSG leave, thing when this all settles down, Sky and BT are next. That's my opinion. Sky and BT are mm-hmm. next. The next thing you're going to protest against is people in grounds, fifty-five thousand at Anfield, seventy-five thousand at Manchester United, sixty thousand at Arsenal, wherever it might be, fifty-five or odd thousand at Man City. Well, officially, and you know, 
and they're going to be shouting and screaming about Sky and BT. That's they're next. They're next because not only did Sky position themselves a couple of weeks ago, then they've doubled down on it today by trying to justify. Listen, you can call it a peaceful protest as much as you want, but you, you've seen there was elements of it that wasn't peaceful. So, you, mm. so for them to completely claim, like Sunes is saying, lads, we're having flares and everything, fuck that is here. And then Sky two minutes there saying, that's mainly peaceful and stuff like that. They've, they've had to double down. But when this all settles, they're next, in my opinion. So it, what Sky said today is, you know, masked by a hell of a lot. But, but I, I still think, and Shani, I'll come to you. Like, oh, this might be a bit naive of me, right? But I think if Manchester United fans lined from the hotel 500 yards up the road and then from Old Trafford 500 yards in and lined the streets and clapped their players in whilst showing that they want the Glazers out, I think that makes a much bigger impression on things than what happened today. Oh, because, oh, Well, I'll tell you why, Shani, because for me, it yeah, shows the support of the players and managers, but I have a feeling, Shani, and the, and the, the way they're trying to do this is right. What the, the reason for them doing it is right, but they come off so badly, Shani, after today. They really, really do. But, Gav, the other side of the coin is that that was almost perfection in my idea. Like, if you take away the lads one round the cans and thrown flares up at pundits, breaking into the stadium, although it is breaking and entering, fair enough, I get that. It's not right. I'm not condoning that at all. But getting this game called off is tangible. So, mm. like Adam said, this would have just been brushed under the carpet like any other protest. But this one has actually impacted the week. Mm. In, in, in A week in a season where Look, maybe a win, a win. We win today. City are crown champions. Like there was variables to today. It wasn't just a nothing game. It, it's the biggest game in the calendar year. Mm-hmm. Th- th- these two fixtures, Sky will know that, and both clubs will know that. Now, how much of an effect will I have in the big picture? I don't know because I really, I think the Glazers are that obnoxious that they won't give a bollocks. They know they'll be sitting in Tampa Bay today thinking, ah, well, do you know what? Get on with it. But the fact today that the game was called off showed that, again, that fans can impact the game. They can impact the sport. I think Wenger chalked it down as a, a fan revolution today. Like, when what's next? So, if this, what's going to, like, if the game's called off today, What's going to stop them happening again somewhere else? Well, you it, see, that's the thing. It, it, it could happen no. again. People are having people are having to go at me in the chat saying that, that that won't work. What I mean is, is that in, in a bit of hindsight, you're kind of no. Don't get me wrong. Like if the, the if the protest was starting to protest and it's it's gone over the top a little bit and they've had a game called off and it works out it was way more tangible as you know as a United fan base to show what they're all that. about. It it has actually worked. All I'm saying is. Is that if they if they'd have done something peacefully while showing, in my opinion, while showing support to the managers and players, and at the same time showing the owners that they fucking hate them, um, I, I don't know if they come out better. Maybe that tangible thing is a good argument, Johnny. Well, that that could have happened today, right? So nobody builds five G like Verizon builds five G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with five G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. 
The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Do think, right, that game kicks off at half hour. So think about 8 o'clock news tonight, BBC. United fans protest outside Old Trafford as Manchester United and Liverpool draw 1-1-2-1. Just, it would have been a subplot. It would have been a side story to the actual game itself. Mm. It, it would have been saying, you know, similar to Arsenal and everything. Like, in the end, it was nothing. It was more new. But this was breaking news on the hour. This game was cancelled. This is why. This is why it's happening. There's more eyes on it now, more than ever. Not just in Manchester, not in in England, all over the world. This is global news. This was on the Spanish news not too long ago. So it's everywhere. So you need to think of the reach that they had today and the impact that they had. But the thing is, I'm not even sure this will make them fuckers budge. Now, if I'm being totally honest with you, and I really couldn't give a fuck how Manchester United are run because I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm tribal. You're brought up to not really... Look, we don't really care about them, we don't think about them. But when you look at what this is happening, if you're a football fan, you're thinking, okay, this has to fucking stop somewhere because the bubble will burst eventually. The game is changing as we know it. This is the third Sunday in a row, Gav, where we're not actually talking about football. No, I know. We haven't talked about football in weeks on this show. We always talked about fucking the politics behind it, ESL, and now tonight. So when is football going to come back? The game as we know it has been completely taken away from us. No fans in the stadium. You're watching piping crowd noise. It's not the same. VAR, it's shite. Like I said, I've never felt more disconnected from the game in my life. And when you see shit like today happening, you're thinking, fucking hell, when will this stop? When are we going to get the game we know and love back? Because I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of subplots. I'm sick of uh, Operation Null and Void, Project Restart, all of this crap, people looking out for their self-interest. Karen Brady this time last year, cancel it, cancel it. There's a chance we might go down. We need to think of the people, health and safety. Bollocks. It's all about self-interest and protecting the self. And the thing that annoys me most is that these owners and big big, big uh, broadcast and media moguls or corporations that are posing as fans and as that are on the fan side, but they're not. They're all looking out for themselves. The only ones who are looking out for the club are the fucking real United fans, the 20 or 30,000 so that were standing outside, the Liverpool fans who are hanging bangers off the, the Shankly Gates a couple of weeks ago. They're the real fans. They're the ones who will be affected. Scorey did not give a bollocks about us. BT did not give a bollocks about us. They're all in it for the paper. Self-interest. Karen Brady doesn't give a bollocks about the health and safety of uh, NHS workers in England at the time. All of these big fuckers with big fat pockets posing as the everyday fan is what is annoying me the most because they couldn't be further away from the average day football fan. Free World says, Sean, United fans are not protesting about the Super League. Let's be clear on this. No, we're all clear on that. that. No, no, we all know that because it, we're, we're, we, what we are saying is it, it's added fuel to the fire. No oh, yeah. But I'm no quarrel with United fans doing what they're doing because 
they've been raked over the coals by these hungry bastards for 10 to 15 years. And imagine it was us, on the other hand. Imagine we had the Glazers as owners and we played at Anfield today. And well, we, had, we, we, had, we had a version of them. Yeah, but we, we Gav, and this is what I'm saying. How do we get them cunts out? We couldn't even get those cunts out. Uh, 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 excuse me, language. It took the fucking banks to come in and get them out. We mm. were going into administration. Did the, did the whole of England care about Liverpool and was going into in, in administration? No. Did it fuck? We were a circus in the media. Everyone was laughing at us. All laughing at us. It wasn't talking about one of the biggest institutions in English football going busting our business. We were being laughed at. They're saying, look at them being taken to the fucking cleaners by these Americans. We yeah. were that close. We were yeah, that we, close. We were close. And to be honest with you, like like I say, the banks the banks were the ones that, that, that stopped it in the end. Now, I'm not saying Liverpool fans and, and protests, because there were protests at the time, um, <clears throat> sped it up and, and probably, you know, probably brought, the, brought it to the attention to the banks even more that, listen, not only, not only are these boys like, what the fuck are they at? But the, the fan base can see it now as well. This, this could actually blow up and we never get our money back. Do you know what I mean? So it was one of those. But, uh, Aaron Maguire wants Adam to go back onto the United stand. Um, just to let you know, Adam. Um, there you go. There's Adam's message. Thank for the super chat. Keith, uh, somebody mentioned there in the chat, like, could this happen again? Because, like, if, yeah. if you look, at, if you look at Liverpool fans, right, they don't like FSG, but it's, it's, there's a split there. Right, I think there's a hardcore of of certain amount that that just want them out. There's some people in the middle going, they're okay, but they make mistakes. And then there's other people that, you know, they're good, they're grand. You know, especially when you look at what the Glazers do with United, because when you look at Liverpool, how they've grown to get actually somewhere close to United's revenues and turnovers and stuff, it's getting closer and closer all the time. But they make mistakes. Could this happen again? Because if it happens again, I only see it happening. And Manchester United, because let's be Arsenal fans aren't going to do it. Manchester United are the only, probably the only ones where you go, if this happens again, it's at United. Can you see it happening again? Well, see, that's the worry is it sets a precedent and, you know, you want the game called off. Forget about Manchester United. Manchester United are, you know, I say this all the time, Man U and Liverpool, the biggest clubs in 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 the UK and in the world, you know, some will argue they're the ones with the biggest reach. If anything can happen, they're the teams that can do it. And and certainly Manchester United mobilised their fans today. And like I said, it, I just felt it lost a bit of its 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 gloss. That could have been a, a, an excellent uh, protest. But yeah, you set a precedent. But what's to stop other teams? You know, if they need games called off and start storming, you know, stadiums or, or stopping buses, leaving hotels. And I'm talking, Shawnee mentioned Karen Brady there, you know, West Ham fans, what's to stop them? Now, they're doing well this year, but if they were in a relegation battle and it's like, right, well, if we go down and we bleed and kick in the doors down in that Olympic Stadium or wherever it is and stop the, the buses leaving, you know, it, it could grow into something like that. Now, it's all ifs, buts and maybes, but you just don't know if there's a precedent being set. It's it's a dangerous sort of line to, to cross into. Manchester United, as I said, and Liverpool, two of the biggest fan bases. If you're going to do it, as you said, Gav, Arsenal, I don't know. Spores, nothing happened with Spores today, as far as I'm aware. Six blokes playing guitar outside while you had a line of fucking Enoch out signs, you know what I mean? Yeah. The United took, took a bullet today. Their fan base yeah. took a bullet today, as far as I'm concerned, because they did. Like Adam said, and look, I hate them with as much as respect as I have for them. Yeah. I do. I, there's nothing about it. It's, it's obviously diehards, but there's fellas going out in that sort there today. 
no, no, nothing on. Just walking in and around Old Trafford, like you said, fucking season tickets on the floor. I don't care if I never step foot in this place again. Enough is enough, and yeah. that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. But do Adam, they care? That's the problem. Do the owners care about these I, things? Do the Glazers? Do the Glazers sitting on lot. Tampa, as you said, Shawnee? Are they even? Not not bothered. I mean, obviously they don't want their club getting sort of worldwide news, and that's the impact, that's the effect, and all that. But ultimately, can you make them sell? And and Adam, like, what what's the what's the end game here for fans? They want them to sell. Who's buying yeah. them? Who who can afford to buy them? And that's no, the, the, these clubs are too like they're worth billions now. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 a dangerous game. This is this is the whole thing. The whole movement for United is the fifty plus one. We just want to have a say. You know what, if an owner came in and wanted to spend, well, let's not say spend money because we know the Glazers have spent nothing but United's own money. Uh, but we just want to have a say in our football club. We just want to be in on the vote when these major decisions come around. Yet, the whole Super League just escalated. It's like dropping a stick of dynamite onto a bonfire. That's pretty much what's happened. The fact that they've done this well, they were planning this while the world was on its ass. And we was all suffering, looking to get back. Like, like Keith said there, you know what I mean? Disconnect from football. We were looking forward to getting that back and getting our own lives together. So the fact that they've done this and then owned up and said, look, we didn't expect the reaction that we got from the fans. You didn't expect that reaction shows you how disconnected they are from their football clubs. They've got no idea. So what United fans want, we want, we want a share of our football club. That's what we want. We want to have a say. We want to have a vote on what happens. And that's all we wanted. That's all any football fan wants. You know what I mean? If you've got an owner to come in who's going to spend the money and spend a fair amount of what the club actually earns itself, then no one would have a problem with this. But they're not. it's not going to happen. The fact that these owners wanted to cheat the league as well by going into the Super League, it's just made it even clearer, especially to us doing this for 15 years now, it's been getting worse and worse pretty much every summer. And people will say, oh, what? this is the club that spent 80 million on Harry Maguire, this and that. So, but that's, that's totally irrelevant because the amount of money that they've taken out and they could have spent over the years on the infrastructure, like Keith said, the stadium that's fallen apart, that's got a hole in the roof, that's got rust on the outside, that they've put a big red film over the front of on the cheap and the snide, like tarpaulin, for fuck's sake just to cover up the mess that is Old Trafford right now. It's embarrassing. We're supposed to be one of the biggest clubs in the world. And the, the owners are just dragging us through the mud. They're dragging us through the mud. And it's just, it's hit home even harder because of the timing of all of this as well. And it's just shown, there's no remorse. They've, and it's like, uh, sorry, I forget your name in the top corner. I'm crap with names. Sorry, Keith, Gavin. Keith, sorry, Keith. It's like Keith said then, are they bothered? Are they really bothered? Are they looking at that, uh, what's happening today there at Old Trafford in Tampa Bay with the feet up? Are they, are they even bothered about it? I don't think they are. But what they will be bothered about is the megastore being shut two weekends in a row. The megastore being shut. Adidas coming in today saying sales are down on shirts. And you know what? The revolving credit that they've got at the moment to cover the bills is only going to last so long. They already owe me for games that I didn't go to two seasons ago. And they want to charge us for the Fulham game. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? You're still not repaid me for what you owe me from two seasons ago when the season was cut short. And now you sent us an email saying, 
we want this amount of money for you to apply for the the game where we've all got a few fans to be able to go back in, as you all know, the last yeah. two games of the season. They want to charge us for that. Well, all this is going on. Kind of says to me, they don't care. And this is like the only way it is going to count is by what happened today. And United fans knew this. And it's probably why it was so organised in a different way that it needs to be big news. It needs to be worldwide news, which it is. It's stopped the biggest game in world football. And it's probably going to get us a hefty fine because out of all of this, we haven't had any punishment at all yet. <laughs> And we're just walking free at the moment. I just don't understand what's well, can, going on. Well, can I can I can I ask you something? Um, and I want because I want to the big thing. One of the big things for me today was the coverage around it. Okay, mm. and the part that Sky have to play. And I want I want to get your all your opinions on that before we finish up because we're forty seven minutes in. It's time does fly when you're having fun. Um, but Adam, I'll ask you this. You know, we all we we we've all to a man here asked. Does it matter to the Glazers? In my opinion, the bottom line only matters. If they, if they, like, let's be honest, you don't like what they're doing, but they're sitting there going, hold on, this club didn't cost us a penny. We're taking, mm. I would reckon, probably 100 million plus out of that club a year. That's the numbers yeah. I've heard. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere around that. Um, yeah. And and obviously that's that's denying a hundred million of investment. And I'm not talking players. Like you said, when you're putting a massive big, plaster up around the, the edge of your stadium to hold it together um, you know and Mark F says there Liverpool fans may not understand but Old Trafford is falling apart full of rust moss and holes in the roof no investment in the stadium since they arrived you know what's next Adam because do you hit them in their pocket do, do you say to them I'm not going to the phone game you're not getting your money I'm, I don't care if we're allowed 10,000 in. None of us are gone. Is that, what, is that the next step now? Because you've done the protest. It's gone over the top of it. Okay, there's, there's some negatives to it. And as, and as Shawnee quite rightly pointed out, there's, there's something tangible to it at the same time. What happens now? Because let's be honest, come the start of next season, Adam, the chances are stadiums will be, I would say, close enough to full with the way the UK mm. are carrying on with COVID now. Yeah. Do you just turn around and say, nobody buy a season ticket? Or nobody go into the ground, nobody buy anything. The superstar, don't go near it, don't buy anything online and hit them, hit them, hit them until they say, you know what, we can't take a hundred million out anymore because we're not getting it. Is that, is that the next step? This is the ultimate worry, you know. Uh, it's like a double-edged sword. It's like, it's good to say that and everyone says that to me. And as a fan going, as a match going fan, it's obviously harder for me to deal with because I'm giving up my way of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my and our ultimate worry of season ticket holders is we give up our season ticket and then they will sell it to the tourists for more money and make more money from it and keep going and drive the club to where they want them, which is a commercial show, which is what franchise American football is. That's what they want. They want us to give up. So we're stuck in the middle because soon as we give up, I mean, since they came in, they stuck an executive suite right in the middle of the Stretford end. Need I say any more? You know, guys, you guys have been, you know your history, you know your football stadiums. An executive suite in the middle of the Stretford end. They will just yeah, be like it would be like stick them on in the middle of the cop. Yeah. It's you know what I mean. You know what? I sat at one point in the Stretford end, two yards away from me was the executive suite, right? So we had the steps separating us. My ticket was oh, sorry, their ticket was thirteen hundred pounds more than mine for a season, two foot away. 
And all it had was a cushion on the seat. That's what they will do. They will expand that. They will bring the tourists in and they will charge more money and make more revenue. So this is the situation we're in that some people don't understand. But that is what they will do. They will up the prices. They will say the season tickets are frozen. Our executive season ticket holders pay two or three thousand pounds a year, but they get priority for away match ticket ballots. They go first. And what they do is they sell them to tourists for £300 a pop to pay for their executive season ticket at Old Trafford each season just so they can entertain their guests. It's turning into a farce of a football club and just a show. It's turning American franchise already from under our feet and we, we can see it. And we're stuck right in the middle of it, and it's like there's no way out of it for us. There really isn't. Is it? Is it a case? Then is it a case then of keeping season tickets and going to the ground, and then walking out? <laughs> it, that and spend absolutely nothing in the stadium. Yeah. yeah. In the long term, is the only way I think that they're yeah. going to hit their pockets. Yeah. Like what Adam said there, if they're passing off a season ticket to a tourist, right? So you're talking about someone who's probably playing three or four times the value of the ticket. They're coming over for the match day. They're dropping probably 500 quid in the megastar before the game. They're buying programs. They're having bears there. They're eating there. They're whatever. So basically the value per one fan. I'll tell you one, one quickly. One quickly there, Keith. Just so to put it into perspective, four years ago, I know uh, one box at United, an eight-seater box, was bought by a Chinese for 10 grand for one game. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Yeah, there you go. It's 30000 a year for that box. <laughs> 10 grand for one game. Yeah. The business on a business, and they're not bothered who has it as long as they get their share. Yeah, because they know if you don't go, there's, there's 10 others behind you that are going to yeah. go, and that's, that's where they have your snooper. Keith, yeah, you know, just moving on, and, and before I move on to the sky stuff, I want to say thanks to Adam in case I forget at the end because he's come on, he's been extremely honest, and he's told you exactly what's happened to him today, um, how it came about, how it was organised, what happened where he was, what happened in other parts of the ground, and he's explained it brilliantly. So I want to thank him for that yeah. before we move on to well, the, yeah. the whole sky stuff. And that was just in case I forget at the end because I usually get excited at the end and start talking about <laughs> how, how I play golf for the first time in four months during the week, and you know <laughs> nothing else matters. So I just didn't, I didn't want to forget. Um, yeah, but Keith, yeah. the coverage of this today, like. I, I'm watching the pictures and I'm saying to myself, and I'm sitting there going, they're protesting, they don't like the owners. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's over the top a little bit, stuff like that. And, you know, you can all take a view on it. But the coverage for me today, Keith, was the only word I can use is appalling. Um, because I'm literally looking at people openly protecting their own interests while trying to garner support from people they don't care about. And I, I don't know what you made of it. But when I when I watched it, I was I was in the pictures were fine, um, of of the ground and whatever else. But the the words coming from these people's mouths was garbage. To be perfectly honest, Keith. 
It was. And, you know, look, we've sort of, Gary Neville, a lot of people like the way he's handled the Super League thing and, and a lot of people don't. And today, Gary Neville was in like a light again and it was, you know, Liverpool and Manchester United responsible European Super League. The United fans have wanted the Glazers out. The Super League just, just highlighted it. But it was the constant peaceful protest, peaceful protest that they kept, the rhetoric that they keep, kept saying. And as the day went on, and, and Adam, I don't know, you wouldn't have seen any of the, the sort of television stuff that was happening, right? But, you know, as the day went on, they kept saying it, and, and it was getting to a stage where they were getting pulled up on it. Like Dave Jones was having to challenge some of the stuff they were saying. Do you know what I mean? And it was, it was just getting. It was very. I found it very odd. But what we didn't like, the one thing we didn't like, Gary Neville and and Roy Keane, I felt were throwing petrol on a fire, and they were saying, "This is only the start of it. This is only the start of it. Wait till you see what comes next." And I don't know if that's helpful because. I'm not going. Don't want to compare it to the insurrection at the Capitol Hill or anything like that. But that was, you know, people whipping up other people into a frenzy to do things. And I'm just worried about, you know, the, the responsibilities of Gary Neville, Roy Keane, Graham Souness, Scoy, Jamie Carragher. This isn't a dig at, at at Gary Neville and and Roy Keane. They're obviously Manchester United legends and, and they gave their say. Jamie Carragher was was doing the same thing. You know, he he was as bad, for want of a better word. But I just don't want it to be a case where it gets whipped up and whipped up into an unnecessary frenzy. Protesting, we're all for that. Do you know what I mean? But ultimately, I just don't want the case where, you know, it, it spills over onto the wrong side, you know, and violence comes into it because... As I said, it's it's too easy to 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 say things and say things and not have any consequences. Like Gary Neville, Gary Neville is is Sky's front man. You know, he's the face of Sky Sports. We all know that mm-hmm. Gary Neville has his own interests in this. I feel he should have more responsibility and act a bit more responsibly in his actions. But he can't. You see, because you, you would expect him to, but he can't have more responsibility because of the position he took two weeks ago. The position mm. he took two weeks ago was is that Manchester United, and well, the force was there was met with Liverpool, but Liverpool and Manchester United were, were awful for what they'd done. Okay? Now, it wasn't a good thing that those those two clubs, along with the other four, done. But because of the position he took two weeks ago, he can't move now, Keith. Like, you have to remember, he stood there today, right? And rightly or wrongly, whatever you think of them fans, him as a Sky, an employee of Sky, was more or less, it was 100% condoning what was happening. And what was happening meant that his product was damaged because of it. His product that he works for was damaged. He was there to commentate for Sky Sports, who pay his wages on Manchester United against Liverpool. That did not happen. And he still stood there and condoned it. Okay? Now, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but the position he took two weeks ago makes it nigh on impossible for him to do anything else but stand there on a soapbox and say, this is what's coming next. We've seen pictures of him fist-pumping people coming into the stadium and stuff. But... When he takes that position, he snookered. And I go back to it. He made comments on Monday Night Football two weeks ago where he was basically saying that he was at the club or around the club or, you know, still a massive supporter of Manchester United when the Glazers were doing A, B and C. And he let it go. He didn't mind the dividends and stuff like that. 
right? Yeah. And now because Sky would have lost uh, possibly the six biggest teams in the league and they wouldn't be showing the, the, the competition over here that had all the money and all the players wanting to play in it, he's outraged. He's outraged, he's outraged, he's outraged. And he can't go back now because what he's done is he's painted a picture that this is saving football and this is the way for football and the, the, the give the game back to the man, right? But it's not that at all. It's not that at all because I can tell you now, if Gary Neville didn't work for Sky, right, he and he was offered a job for whoever else at, at this Super League, he'd be on it. He'd be on it. That's that's and that's not that's not me having a go at Gary Neville. That's someone looking after their own interests, and yeah. that for me is what's happened. So to ask Gary Neville to take responsibility and Carragher and Keane and whoever else to take responsibility for what was going on there and whipping it up, they can't. They've painted themselves into a corner now, and they have to stick with it. Shawnee, you watched a lot of Sky today. Um, what I'd love to hear from Nicky because did Nicky both folks united off because what was going on near the top, didn't he? He walked out because he was like, this is a fucking shambles. I'd love to yeah, hear his it was, he was sort of, they were putting people in place. I mean, Darren Fletcher got promoted instantly in front of him. And I think he's seen, oh, there must have been some sort of inside track. He might have knew what was going on, but he probably seen it from the inside and he, he outed United. He completely yeah. did him what he did. Yeah, That's the way to go about it because like, Neville has skin in the game. Sky have skin in the game. These all have a rhetoric to follow. And although Neville is using some of the most outrageous, colourful language to phase what ESL are doing, this is a murder on English football and this, that and the other. Like, completely glosses over the shite that UEFA are trying to push through with extra games. Who gives a fuck about the players having to play extra games when we've seen the impact Stack schedules have on players and their fitness over time. Who gives a bollocks? All trying to play the good guy. There's no good guys in this. And the only loser in this is the everyday fan. They're the only one who has lost out on any of this. Because these billionaires don't care. They'll find other ways to make millions. Sky don't care because they have their product protected. Gary Neville can still go on with his own football projects, in football projects, his businesses, whatever. Neville can go wherever way, spitting on people, coming back, being a company man, then go wherever he wants, do whatever he has to do. But the only person losing in all of this is the fan. The fans are the ones who are missing out here. They're, they're the ones being raked over the coals for extra match day, fucking the charges on tickets, travelling to more games, having to go bomb at half 12, fucking Monday night. These fans have jobs on Monday nights that they go up and see United play away. They don't give a bollocks. So the sooner that fans realise that these actually aren't on your side, the better, because they're not. And that's the only thing that has really annoyed me in the last two weeks is everybody claiming to be the white knight. On, we're on your side and we're in this together. Squire in this with the fans. This is all a fucking joke. It's, it's a subscription price it. coming down on Sky anytime soon. I don't think so. No. And that's like the, the bad the, the thing that is bad for United fans, Adam, is they might go out this summer and sign Sancho, Declan Rice for however mm. much more. And most of it will go away. And Glazers yeah. know that the Gla- yeah. and you know that yourself. The Glazers know that. Yeah. Because this is going, remember AC Milan played United in the Champions League and Beckham was swinging the scarf going off the ground. This yeah. has been going on 
that long. And they know oh, we'll just drop a bit of cash in and keep them fucking quiet. You see the way they leak stories about X player, Y player is linked with United the day after the bad result. It's pure PR spin. And they know mm. as soon as they drop 100 million on another player, or as soon as they give 400 grand a week to Paul Pogba on a three-year deal, a lot of it will die down because that's the way it's been for a decade and a half. So you're hoping today broke the back of that. Because if it didn't, they're fucked because they'll just carry on doing what they've been doing. It's interesting what you said about Sky there because Sky are in the most powerful position because we all know BT are struggling right now. There's no one to really compete with them. BT are looking to sell uh, certain sections of it. It's been well documented. I think they've tried to compete in a market that Sky has always had wrapped up since the Premier League started. They knew they held the strong position in all of this. And all they're doing right now is solidifying for what comes next. And that could well be a Super League in time. And they'll be the first in the queue. They'll be first in the queue and all their pawns will go with them. And they'll all start talking like it's the best thing in the world because they will have to endorse it. We know how it works. I think Sky are just in an... They're just in that position because no one's been brave enough yet. We've seen the likes of Amazon try to dip their foot in the water and that is a massive powerhouse. But I think it's going to take a little bit more for someone to try and move Sky out of the way, especially for quality of coverage and what it brings. They're just as bad as everyone else. They're bad as the owners, like you guys were saying. They really are. And I've seen snippets, not as much as you guys at the coverage today, but from what I've seen, I can't really disagree with what you've said. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting one because I said it earlier. I think I think Sean is right. Um, you know, if you're not you go out and spend two hundred and fifty million in the summer, a lot of this will die down because mm. you know, regardless of how big a fan base is, it can be quite fickle. So you know, like at the moment, if you look at Liverpool, it's like what, what was going on there with that Super League? No one was told you've done it behind our backs, and the Liverpool owners have kind of come out and said a few bits to try calm it down, and and you know they're willing to meet um, fan representatives and stuff like that. But I know if Liverpool go out in the summer, which is looking unlikely with the with the with the sort of finances that were published this week and the way way everything is, and we're still unsure as to when teams are being uh, st- stadiums with fans and stuff like that I know if Liverpool go out and spend 200 million in the summer people will go oh you know what they're, they're fully committed again FSG and on me move you know until the next thing happens and yeah. that can happen that can absolutely happen because you do have extremes on one side and extremes on the other and sometimes they can come together and it's just like oh they've spent we can't really give out they fucking spent when, we, when we've told them that they aren't spending enough Um but like I look when I come, I still think Sky and BT are next. Now you're right, a B team are meant to be struggling. And look at the sell off. Yeah. I think part of their rights, um, to yeah. try to try get themselves back with money. But then there was a, then there was talk that the Premier League were looking to do a private sale to these companies with regards to the with regards to the rights instead of putting it out for auction and and our our, our tender. Sorry, is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. But if that's true, then you're saying to yourself, well, hold on, you know. They're going on about competition two weeks ago, and now there's no competition for the rights. Like, shop. There's every chance for me that the fans will now turn around and say to this guy, why aren't you showing us free games? Why aren't you mm. reducing how much it's costing us to watch them games? You're putting them games on at 12 o'clock 
you know, Newcastle fan having to travel to Bournemouth at 12 o'clock on a Saturday morning. Why isn't that free? Because it's the, it's the game of the people. You know, you gave out about this, this, this hunger and this greed so many months ago. And now you're giving us this. They're in a very precarious position, I think, Sky. They have got the power you're right at them because their product is the longevity of their project, I think, is what makes it for them. They're, they're 29 years now. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, and and they have them in on Premier League football. Yeah, they get all the big Yeah, they do. Old. Yeah, no, they do, they do, and but but when you look at it, if if Sky want if 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 Sky really think people are going to take them serious with the comments that they've come out with over the last couple of weeks, Gary, they're going to have to Gary fall on their sword. Roy on national television today, by the way, more than once he told the lawyers he lied, like he did, he genuinely did. He should have been fact checked by someone. He turned around and said that Liverpool tried to, that Liverpool furloughed staff and fair furloughed players when they didn't. They tried mm. and immediately reversed. Mm. That's what he did. He lied. So that's, that's not right either. That's yeah. that's bullshit. And he shouldn't yeah. be doing that. And he should but be told that. You say that, things yeah. and you say things and you say things and people think it's that's the truth and that carries the message very, on. And... Very emotional. Like, I remember yes. he was saying he's a very emotional bloke, but he shouldn't. He shouldn't be saying stuff like that because it's not true. He, Klopp had a pop room last week when Neville was going on about you'll never walk alone. Like the fans aren't entitled to saying you'll never walk alone. Like it was something got to do with them when it was fuck all got to do with them. You never walk alone. It's been Liverpool's anthem since for how long? Before yeah. FSG. It'll be there when they go. People realise these are all just custodians of the football clubs that we love. They might outlive us. They might not. That's all they are. The, the soul of the club will always remain at the end. Neville is a fucking wanker, for want of a better term. And he was lying today on the telly. He was lying today. And he should be pulled. He's not your fucking mate, Spudding United fans going into the ground. This is a fella who said nothing when he was the club captain for years because he was on the payroll. And I guarantee you, some consortium who probably will take over United are offering Neville a seat on the fucking board. And I wonder what will happen if a goes pear-shaped there. Will he be as vocal? I don't think so. No, it's just to, to me. It's just people positioning themselves and posturing for their, for whatever position they're in and, and looking to, you Something's know, something's brewing, mate. Yeah, yeah. To, to be in, to just be in whatever position of strength he can be at the end of it, because you have to remember, <coughs> Sky have suffered because of the pandemic. Everyone has, but they all they all know we're coming towards the end of that. Now we they're all going to have to position themselves properly for when rights come up and when fans get back in ground and. They may look like the, the, the White Knights coming to save football over the last two weeks, but I genuinely feel that, like Shawnee said, like Adam said, like Keith said, when this all passes, right, or passes to an extent, eyes will be turned on broadcasters. They will 100% be turned on broadcasters because you're going on a... And it's very simple. You are talking about greed, and now you're asking for me for 100 quid a month to watch Burnley against fucking Southampton. You know, it, and yeah. that that's what it's going to come to because they've they've lit the touch paper now. They've lit the touch paper not only by what's gone on, but the way they've covered it. They've they've absolutely. I I believe they've they've painted themselves into a bit of a corner. Um, Mate, in got, the midst of all this, you've got leading Chisora and Parker as a pay per view. I mean, yeah. when was that ever a pay per view? Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we we only tuned in for yeah. Katie Taylor anyway. The biggest, the biggest yeah. <laughs> The biggest fight in boxing in the next 100 years, in the last 100 years, is going to be held in Saudi Arabia between two yeah. British fighters. Yeah. Why? Because of money. The Sky give a bollocks about the fans. 
imagine a hundred thousand in Wembley for Joshua Fury. Yeah. That's won't more than any money to be able to broadcast that. But now gone out the window, fucking over to Saudi Arabia where most of the money is, and Sky are on the high horse about the integrity yeah. of football. Look what they're doing yeah. with everything yeah. else. There's a fucking World Cup in Qatar next Christmas. What? What? Like <laughs> next that? Christmas? Yeah. And it's next Christmas. Yeah. 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 Everything is just mad. Turkey and Ham and Killian and Bappe. Yeah. Yeah, Turkey and Ham playing a World Cup tour place playoff and you're doing your Christmas shopping. And people yeah. think that fans. Yeah. Like, pull your head out of your ass. Sky are, are having everyone on here and pretending to be the good guy. Yeah, no. And like, it's, it'll all come down on them eventually. But like Adam said, Chisora fucking Parker. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates. Or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Is it pay-per-view now? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. Um before we finish up though, um Adam, I'll come back to you. Um we've seen what's happened today. Two questions for you. One, what do you think happens with regards to this game and any possible, you know, fines or whatever else might come with it? And two, as a United fan, what do you do next? In your opinion, what do you do next over the short term to not only not only, you know, let the Glazers know but but keep a momentum because Listen, regardless of how today went or looked, a, a momentum for me is built there with Manchester United and the fans towards their owners. Yeah, I think in terms of this game, I think it's been muted uh, that 16th or something like that. Uh, I think the one you guys have to move a game to a midweek, uh, something like that. I'd have thought it would have had to have been tomorrow. Looking at the fixture pile up, I thought it's yeah. got to be tomorrow, but uh, I just don't know. Honestly, a couple of bookmakers have it down for three o'clock tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, this is what I mean. It's like this. We just talked about it. Then Sky will make some big deal out of it, won't they? <laughs> and a lot of uh, subscriptions out of it and make this big advert about it. They're probably working on that now before they announce it, actually. The big yeah. advert just to work. In terms of what we do next, I think the only thing we can do is just not spend any money. We, I think the boycott on all merchandise is well and truly on for United fans. Uh, I think that is how you do it. You don't spend any money in the stadiums. Like I said before, it's difficult with the tickets and the season tickets. Mm. I think uh, the one thing that did hamper them was, uh, was the league coming down on away ticket prices and capping them. They're never going to be able to do that on home games, but I think you can really hurt them if you don't spend anything on a match day. That's and nothing from the shops. That's ultimately where it's going to be because then the sponsors get involved. And when Adidas aren't selling shirts and certain sponsors aren't getting their branded uh, United shirts out there in the public and all these replica companies are taking the money away because they're the ones who probably end up winning from all of this, then that's where it's going to hurt them. Uh, The money has to dry up. I think if you ask every United fan if we didn't spend a penny because we were bleeding the Glazers dry over the next five, ten years, I'd take that now. I'm not bothered. I'd rather see young uh, players come through 
then these Glazers try and cover up the mess they're making by spending millions every transfer window. Well, not every transfer window, but whatever they can. I just I feel that's the only way that we can go forwards. I mean, protests will probably carry on. Uh, they'll probably be as organised as today's one at some point. It's it, it. You just don't know what's coming. You don't know what is around the car in terms of the Super League as well. All we can do is, like I said, then get back to the stadium when we can, not spend any money at the club, and try and get our football back. In the day, we're all crying out to get back in the stadiums as it is, and it's really throwing the fans under the bus more than anyone else right now because we're stuck. We're stuck with owners who want to bleed us dry. We want to do the best for the club, but. We don't want to support the owners that run that club. And that's where it's difficult. Mm. Yeah, it, it is a difficult situation. But I think, like I said, regardless of, you know, how you felt about or how people feel about that today. And, you know, some will like it, some won't. Some could be a bit indifferent to it. Um, it's definitely it's definitely upped, upped the ante, I think, with regards to Manchester United mm. and their owners. And, and I think you're right. I think... It, it, the, they look at that protest, and if it doesn't cost them any money, they'll sit and go, fuck, who gives a fuck? Whereas if they look and go, we're meant to have, where's these 10,000 fans against Fulham, isn't it? Um, there's nobody in the ground. No, no, no one showed up. No one showed up. Not interested. You know, I think that's, that's, that's definitely the way to go, in my opinion. Shawnee, with regards, um, with regards to this game, um, Ali Ye says, uh, they said the game won't happen tomorrow because Liverpool left the team hotel. They would have stayed tonight, but they didn't. Um, and somebody else said that the game's been moved to May the 16th. West Brom has been moved to May the 12th. Um, with regards to this game, Sean, do you just see it being moved and they move on or do you see fines? That won't be points deductions, but what, what do you see happening? Here? No, that's, that's, that's bullshit. Don't listen to any of that. This game will reschedule and be going along as normal. And it'll be just sold by Sky as the one that should have happened. It was like when McGregor fought Cobb and everyone was up in arms about McGregor smashing the bus window with a trolley. But when they were doing the promos for it, they were pushing all over the place. They were disgraced. He was locked up. But it was used in the promo. So this will just be used as a fire by Sky to push it out. That's what they'll do. Because I'll tell you what, on both sides, I don't think many United fans and Liverpool fans are even mostly bothered with this game today. A lot of them are like, now we have a semi-finals on Tuesday. We're playing for nothing. Everyone was kind of like, oh, nah. I'd say Sky are delighted with how this panned out today because there's more eyes on them forever. And I'd imagine that everyone tuning in to watch the boys spitball all the hyperbole during the break in the game. They'd be delighted because I wouldn't say the numbers would have had tailed off at all. I'd say everyone was tuning in for that sound bites from Neville, from Keane, from the passionate players, like Gary Neville acting like fucking Boris Johnson. So they would have been delighted. They'll get another day out of this, probably a Saturday half 12 kickoff, maybe a half five. They'll do what they want. Sky will have this game whenever they want. Could be played in Bleeding Jedi, for all we know. Or in you never know. Uh, Anthony Joshua is the ref. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, ref yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fury on the VAR. Um, yeah. uh, what, what else are we doing, lads? We're over here waiting to fight. Uh, Keith, you know, as Shani says, you can't see any points deductions. You might see a fine for United for safety breaches or whatever it might be. But Shani's right, isn't he? The, you know, Sky will get this and they'll probably have Carragher and Neville pretending to start a race and then it's, you know, a false start and all of a sudden it's back Liverpool and United. And it'll, again, they'll all just fucking ramp this up and it's all good. 
yeah, it'll be the usual sickening stuff around it. You know what I mean? As as we've said, the the, the bastions of morality will be back on, and the saviors of football in in the UK. And what Shawnee said, you know, points deductions. They, you won't get points. They will get fined because teams have got fined for less than that. You know what I mean? The, 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 basically, the match couldn't go ahead, so they're going to get hammered with a fine. But there's not going to be a points deduction. If it happens again, that could be a points deduction. But I think the the point was made today. You know what I mean? That was that's all. That's the job done. The game will be rescheduled. People are calling for the Liverpool walkover win. Like it's that schoolboy football stuff, isn't it? That doesn't happen in the Premier League when Sky have their tentacles into you. So the game is definitely going on the day. The game's definitely being played, and you know it'll be it'll be uh, the propaganda machine will be out loading her up and, and laying it on tick and the world will keep turning and nobody will bat an eye and the same thing will happen again and you know uh, fans are being egged on to do these things and torn against clubs does that really change I don't know I don't know if there can be anything done about it but you know again I just want to say I've no issue with Manchester United fans protesting today. Fair play to them. It's a shit show that they're being put through. And again, fair play to Adam for coming on and talking and giving us the insight from someone who was actually there. Do you know what I mean? It was great to have that. So nice and for coming on and doing that. But look, I don't know, you know, if, if anything gets, anything changes, you know, hopefully you just get something done. But I don't know. I think you're, you're taking on billionaires who are making their billions no matter what. And it's, it's a hard, hard fight to win. Yeah, it is a hard fight to win because, like, when you look at the Glazers and when you look at Stan Kroenke, even FSG, you know, even the owners at Spurs, Chelsea, um, you know, it's Burnley bottom line are stuff. To a leverage boy, weren't at the moment? Yeah, it's like, it's it's, it's it, Yeah, it's it's bottom line. Whatever the bottom line is, if that suits them, they, they don't care. They're, they're thousands of miles away from you. You know, on the, for the vast majority of the time. Um, Ava wants to know if Max and Paddy were doing security at Old Trafford today. Um, <laughs> I'm not too sure. We'll check, we'll check that out. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's just a bit of um, a bit of humour at the end, you know, because it's been a fairly serious conversation. But uh, we will check if Max and Paddy were on the door. And um, uh, yeah, look, we will. We, no, we won't. We won't check. I don't think they were. Uh, but anything before we go, Shani? Nah, uh, no. No? Fuck this season off and give us football back in August, September, where all the fans yeah. back plays. Yeah, except United fans won't be in the ground because they've had enough. And, yeah. and they're all yeah. banned all that season. Ticket members are gone. They're all banned yeah. today. Yeah. A big conga. Just, just go in the ground. The whistle blows. Big conga back out. And then they're, yeah. done. they're just they're just getting their season ticket money and nothing else. Um, Keith, anything else before we go? No, no, all good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Adam, anything else before we go, my man? Uh, yeah, it's just a quick one there. It's like one thing out of all of this, we all want to be back in our team, don't we? We want to be back in the players and supporting the players, and that's what they've made difficult for us as well. You know what I mean? We, we just want to be there cheering our team on. I think it's it's back the team, hate the club at the moment. That's how it feels. And the players are at fault. It's, it's just they're stuck right in the middle of it, and... We're just going to lose out from it in the end. It just seems, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. But I have to say, like, you know, I think regardless of what the, the what what way you portray the pictures today, and some of them are just very plain to see. I think 
most football fans would look at United and go, you know what, fair play to them for protesting. Maybe it went the wrong way a little bit. And, you know, you can't apologize. You, you, all you can do is apologize for that. But I think overall, they've, sh- they, they have shown with, with, with the little kick of the, the Super League, I think, like you said earlier, it's like putting dynamite on, onto a bonfire. And, you know, you never know. <laughs> the, the Glazers might look around and go out oh, here had enough of this we're out of here may not happen yeah. chances are it won't but I think if United fans keep at what they're at and what they're trying to do you, I think they'll get results in the end um, I don't know how long that'll be but I think they'll get results in the end um, thanks a minute to Shawnee thanks a minute to Keith uh, massive thanks to Adam for coming on um, everyone everyone wants him back on um, uh, Don Clark has just said just found this podcast by accident loved it go to the game was cancelled can't agree uh, can't agree with the violence uh, relieved it wasn't air uh, fans uh, you're very welcome Don um, and thanks for finding us I hope you subscribed and I hope you liked but um, everyone wants Adam back on so if Adam wants to host two to three shows a week when he's not breaking into Old Trafford and wrecking the place he's, uh, he's more than he's more than welcome to of course he didn't do that he didn't do that we're only messing we're only messing um, and Sky give us the full version of his interview will you before um, before we offer him a job because he did say it was clipped and it was appalling apparently, that's on, apparently it's on Norwegian TV as well I've been told so yeah there you, you know, go. can do the uh, it's even got Norwegian subtitles if you want to watch it in Norwegian okay <laughs> make sure you, well here make sure you get page of royalties on it at least um, <laughs> But look, that has been that has been the fatback for for Sunday night. And um, thanks to me for everyone for joining us. Of course, we were meant to be coming on and um, doing a review of Manchester United v Liverpool. But you know what happened today. But look, it's been a really good show. It's been very interesting. It's been serious at times. Max and Paddy were on the door at Old Trafford, which brightened it up at the end. Um, but that's about it. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share. We are doing that media blackout um, or media boycott until midnight on Monday. But we are back tomorrow with the forum and I'm sure this this stuff will be discussed again and we'll have more stuff on during the week. That's been it. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.